Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, here we go. Look, I barely made it. <laughs> barely, by the skin of my teeth, made it to the start of the show today here on the South Side. What a day, what a week, what a life it is, Chris. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, I mean, what we thought was going to transpire today transpired today, and uh, now we kind of have to start kind of looking into the long-term effects of it. Because I think uh, this is not just uh, this is not just a decision that's going to try to help the Steelers win a win a football game on Sunday in Seattle. This is going to be a decision that's going to impact the career of a couple of different players, um, and also probably alter the franchise as well. Because especially if they go one particular way, which is the way it looks like they're going. That's right. And look, today on the South Side, we heard from Mason Rudolph. We heard from Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett says he's ready to play and and basically that it's up to the coaching staff and that it is up to the trainers to determine on whether he will play or not. I think what Kenny said there was more of a concession that, yeah, Mason's going to play. I'm going to sit here because, you know, Mason played really well. I mean, that's a concession in my opinion. That is Kenny acknowledging, yeah, Mason got first-team reps today, which Mason did say he got first-team reps today at quarterback, and that Mason is taking reps with the ones, and he's going first in drills. And when Mike Tomlin says on Tuesday, Mason's got the ball, and then Mason gets the ball Wednesday, that's your trend right there. Yep. Yep, that's your trend. And, and again, you know, when, when we – you know, when people want to talk about, oh, well, he didn't definitively say or he didn't play the hypothetical game that if Kenny's cleared that, you know, there's, you know, that decision still up in the air. Again, you're, you're having to read between the lines here. When Kenny has had to come back from injuries in the past, whenever he's been able to participate in practice, he's been the one taking the first team reps. That is not the case right now. And that is a reason why um, we here believe i mean Corey's obviously there he's the one seeing it but even just my experience of being there and having covered this team before and now seeing just putting logic you know just putting two and two together just making a logical common sense decision it looks like mason rudolph is going to be the guy um but you know who knows how he does i saw a question on the do we think mason balls out again like listen i had I, I'm in the process right now of doing my homework on the Seahawks right now to kind of see. I, I it, it's going to be a tougher matchup defensively. I already kind of know that on the surface. Um, but uh, listen, 
I think I think more than anything, obviously, we'll get more into the X's and O's and the actual preview of the game and how the Steelers stand a chance to, to win or what they have to do in order to win. But I think this is more about, as of right now, this really should be focusing on what are the long-term effects on this franchise if Mason Rudolph, like if Kenny Pickett is healthy enough to play, doesn't necessarily have to be 100%, but if this were a situation where they really need Kenny back, and he were healthy enough to play, and he would be getting the ball no matter what. And they are they are still op, op you know opting to go with Mason Rudolph. That is a that is a that is a massive massive decision that to me shows a lack of confidence in Kenny Pickett being your guy. I I I I just I really do think that I, I really do. How many times have we heard, whether it's from Mike Tomlin or um, Eddie Faulkner or even Matt Canada, we need to score points, right? How many times have we heard we have a need for points? We have to score more. We have to do more. We need more. Mason gave them more. Season high 34 points, four touchdown drives engineered. That has not happened. Neither of those have happened. Yep. For the Steelers this season, and in a blink, in a flash, on a whim almost, Mason Rudolph starting almost out of necessity because, let's be frank, Mitch Trubisky was so bad against yeah. the Colts and the Patriots yeah. that they, they fell into this. This yep. was not planned. This was never the plan no. to have Mason Rudolph be ready to play quarterback week 17. Kenny Pickett being hurt, yeah, that's one thing. But like you said, Chris, and I agree with Even if Kenny's healthy, if Kenny is deemed healthy, and they say we can't play that guy, not because Mason played so well, but because Mason is the one that gives the Steelers the best chance to win, not Kenny. That's damning. We said it yesterday. We said it yesterday. The Mm -hmm. worst thing that happened for Kenny Pickett happened on Saturday when Mason played extremely well in this really flawed system. And if he does it again, against a better defense on the road with, with all of these stakes at play. Mm-hmm. What does that say about the long-term future of Kenny Pickett? Yeah, because again, it, it, to me, it does not make any sense, like logical sense. It makes no sense. I'm just being, I'm going to beat the horse to death with it. It makes no sense to start Mason Rudolph. If you have a healthy Mason Rudolph and a healthy Kenny Pickett, and you opt to go with Mason Rudolph because you feel like that's the best chance to win, to then go into the, the into the offseason and to go through the process of hiring an offensive coordinator, going through frequency, going through the draft, going through the entire offseason process to go into 2024 and think, no matter what, Kenny Pickett's our guy. That does not, it does not add up. That's like trying to, I, I don't know, I can't even think of anything funny to put to that. It just makes no sense. And that to me is like, okay, if they are making, if they are making this decision here, you know, Mike Tom can talk about how he, you know, how he's, you know, working on a week to week basis, but even, even in a vacuum, even in the week to week thing, and he's only thinking about winning Sunday, that's still damning for what Kenny's not been able to do in this same system for at least a season and a half. And people want to talk about, oh, well, he's also been injured a lot. Yeah. That's kind of on Kenny too. And that's one part of, it, of the whole deal. 
One of his concussions last year was not his fault. That was on Kevin Dotson. Another one of his concussions last year was his fault. It was, you know, rolling out, you know, it was, you know, trying to extend the play outside the pocket. You put yourself at risk when you do that. And he got, he got a concussion out of it. Um, He got injured in Houston, spun right into the pressure. He took off when he had a wide open Calvin Austin here recently, got the high ankle sprain. You know, it's just like he has gotten himself hurt more often than, somebody else has gotten him hurt. That is a problem. And being on the field availability is a part of, is a part of playing. <laughs> that doesn't matter what position right. you play. If you can't be reliable enough to be out there healthy enough, availability is, is, is something that's valuable too. And people are, you know, talking about, well, he still needs time. He still needs time. Like, like, listen, I I'm of the mindset. Like, yeah, I would like to see what Kenny does under a new offensive coordinator. So the Steelers, I. the Steelers, the Steelers might not think that way, and honestly, I, I, I don't necessarily blame them for it either, because the Steelers are thinking about one thing every single year. They want to win a, a, a Lombardi. They want to add to that trophy room. If they don't think Kenny's their guy to do it, they'll go somewhere else. Mark says even Kenny knows Mason's starting this week, and he's waiting to see why we think this is a franchise-altering decision. The the tea leaves are showing it to us. Yeah. If Kenny Pickett, this is the if then, if Kenny Pickett is healthy and Mason Rudolph is still starting over him, then that is Mike Tomlin telling us, us as in everybody, that they think Mason Rudolph gives them a better chance to win football games. Now, is that a little bit of recency bias creeping in because of the performance we just saw Saturday? Absolutely. The NFL is as what have you done for me lately as anything else in this world. Yeah. Week to week league. Mason Rudolph did what he did Saturday, so he gets another chance on Sunday. Kenny Pickett yeah. is hurt, and he has not played well this season. Therefore, when he's healthy, when that guy that is in front of him, that had to play in front of him because he wasn't healthy, played well, they're not going to sit the guy that just played well for Kenny. Now, yeah. should they? Should they? If you're looking for the future of your franchise here, it's more likely that Kenny, of course, is that guy over Mason. But, but that's not what they're looking at. They're looking at how do we win Sunday? That's how they think here. That's how they think in a week-to-week league. How do they win Sunday? What is the best chance to win Sunday? And the concept of a healthy Mason Rudolph giving the Steelers a perceived better chance to win than a healthy Kenny Pickett and them making that determination and sticking with Mason, that's the thing that alters the franchise. That's the yeah. thing that affects the future. And that's not going to affect Kenny's psyche or no, anything like it that. That's no. business. This is business. This mm-hmm. is business. Kenny was a first-round pick. Do you know what first-round picks do in the NFL? They play. You, yeah. You're drafted in the first round because you're ready to play, quarterbacks included. Look, Aaron Rodgers sitting and learning behind Brett Favre for years – that's one thing. And having quarterbacks that sit and learn, you know, you have quarterbacks that sit and learn for an extended period of time and then finally play, that's not the norm. Yeah. That's not the thing that always works. Jordan Love sat behind Aaron Rodgers for a long time, and he's middling at best. Yeah. So it's not always the formula. And also the Steelers drafted Mason Rudolph in the Ben era and then made the determination that that guy was not good enough. How do I know that? Because they drafted Kenny Pickett. 
Yeah. Uh, listen, there's a couple of, you know, and, and, you know, Jim says here, you know, we're jumping the gun for all we know. Mason might not look good. And Kenny comes in. Th- I mean, that's true. But when you make again, when you make this decision, when you go into an, a must win game, the Steelers have to win on Sunday and they're going on the road. They're playing a team that's also fighting for a playoff spot. You have to win. If you don't win, you don't make the playoffs. I don't think that I don't know if they'd be mathematically eliminated, but if they Obviously, if they are mathematically eliminated, that's one thing. But if they aren't, the hoops that would have to be jumped through would be the stars would have to align. Like it's just it's it. it, They have to win. Bottom line, they need to win out. And you go into a must-win game with a guy who is not. I mean, if you again, if you have Kenny healthy enough to play, and you opt to not play him, that is a lack of confidence. At this point, Monongahela, Mike, it really doesn't matter if they make the playoffs or not. This is the situation they are in right now. They are trying to make the playoffs. They have to win to do it. If you don't go with Kenny Pickett in this game, that shows a lack of confidence that he is your guy. You know, and, you know, there there's some... There's some people, you know, there, there's some people that are, are defending Kenny here saying that, you know, Kenny played just as good against the Bengals uh, and, and, you know, against the same Bengals team. Uh, he actually, Mason still looked a little bit better. I mean, I, I just in terms of a full four quarter, 60 minute performance, I think Mason was better. Uh, I don't care what PFF says. Um you know, and 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 people want to forget that Kenny wasn't that great before he got hurt in Ari- against Arizona. Yeah. Um. You know, again, this is not a recency bias. Like, oh, well, ne- this means the torch is being handed off to Mason Rudolph, and now he's the guy. It just means, again, not saying that Mason Rudolph can't be part of something in 2024 in terms of being being your unquestioned number two or definitely getting a roster spot because you know you can always turn to him at any at any moment. Mason could earn that with a really good performance in Seattle and then a possibly a really good performance in Baltimore. And if he's the guy who carries them even to a playoff spot or even a playoff win, that's just more notches on his belt to be like, Hey, I've earned a spot here. Um, But then you have to, but no matter what, if you don't go with Kenny here and he's healthy enough to play, the quarterback position is something that has to be addressed in the off season. And to me, you gotta you gotta come you gotta come out of the entire offseason process, the hiring of an OC, free agency, draft with an unquestioned this is our guy number one, whoever it is, whoever it is. And to me, you don't have one if you have Kenny healthy and you don't start him in this game. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh let's talk about the defense too a little bit. Jalen Smith is here, of course, the former Pro Bowl linebacker for the Cowboys, uh, spent some time with the Saints and the Raiders as well. Uh, the Steelers signed him to the practice squad this morning. They announced it, and he's here on the south side. And, you know, uh, Jalen Smith is not going to be starting an inside linebacker on Sunday. I'll, I'll tell you that much. Um, merely a depth option at this point. In fact, like it's so much so to the point that, you know, he was passed up on before for guys like Mike Walker, Blake Martinez, Miles Jack. And, you know, I would not expect Jalen Smith to be elevated for Sunday in any capacity. He, he literally just got here this morning. He doesn't know the playbook. You know, he doesn't know left from right when it comes to this playbook. Yeah. So he, he has to take time to learn this defense in a way. Now he's going to have a very quick crash course on it because for all we know as of right now, there's there's two games left in this season and then he's out. 
So with the way right the, now with the way linebackers are dropping like flies, I mean they're you might start next week. Yeah. Jesus, man, like like it's just it's somebody ever. I'm mean, they're now down without Cole Holcomb, without Quan Alexander, without Landon Roberts. I mean you've got essentially Michael Walker and Miles Jack as your two starters with Blake Martinez getting snaps and uh, you know Mark Robinson getting snaps. I mean, dude, you're they are down to some real depth pieces now. So I mean this yep. is. Yeah, this is um, it's a it's a big thing, and so you know Jalen, you know coming in that that's a that's not something or oh we may not ever see him. Like no, the way linebackers are going right now, very possible you see him. Mm-hmm. Uh, now Trent Thompson's Trent Thompson returned to practice today. We don't have an injury report yet, okay. so we shall see in what capacity. But if you go look right now on on dkpittsburghsports.com right now in our feed, you know plenty of from. Uh, Jalen Smith from this morning, from uh, Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett, some practice footage there. And then uh, we talked to Mason Rudolph after practice. So, mm-hmm. you know, DK was here as well. So he and I will both have uh, stuff up on the quarterbacks later this afternoon on the site. And uh, look, the one thing that I took from not just rewatching some of the some of the highlights and, and you know, obviously talking to Mike Tomlin yesterday, Mason Rudolph today, they were not shy to be aggressive against the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Now, part of that could be familiarity. Part of that, I think, also could be the fact that the Bengals over-adjusted to Pat Frymuth after Frymuth absolutely lit them up in the first yeah. go-around. Mm-hmm. I think part of it's that, so they were keen on taking away the short and intermediate. But even then, Mason was really effective in throwing it short, even if it wasn't to Frymuth. Mm-hmm. So I think this offense found a really good balance. That's the one thing that I really you know, got out of Mason today is that I, I think the offense was as balanced as it possibly could have been. Najee, Najee ran it really well, surprisingly. You know, the stat doesn't the stat sheet doesn't pop off at you at first glance, but they stacked the box often against him and he rushed for more yards than expected per the analytics. So um I, I think right now what you have with this offense with Mason is some of that balance. Now, can you achieve that with Kenny? Sure, but they haven't been able to do that at the level they achieved it with Mason in just one game. Yeah. Um it's uh Man, this entire I mean, like like I and I get it. Like like whenever you have whenever you have something like this happening, like a like a like a legitimate quarterback controversy, like there are gonna be people who take sides. And what I'm trying to do in this is trying to cut cut through that somehow to try to give some truth onto what's actually going on. Okay. There is reason, and I wrote about it earlier this year, there is reason to be concerned about Kenny Pickett. There is reason to be concerned about him because he has traits that if they don't change, he will not last in this league. It doesn't matter if it's with the Steelers or with any of the other 31 teams. He will not last. He has to get better at playing from the pocket. Mason Rudolph proved that in this past game against the same defense that Kenny Pickett played and had his best game as a pro. Right. I mean, and he did that by standing tall in the pocket and making throws from the pocket. And I mean, it's a funny joke by Frank here, but, you know, Kenny panic to the left. I mean, like, yeah, like it's just it, he abandons pockets too quickly. Um, he when the rush when the rush is coming and the pockets collapsing on him, he often too often put, you know, his eyes go down and starts looking at the rush instead of keeping his eyes downfield. Those are damning traits for a quarterback in the NFL. It's just, it's just the way, like, it doesn't matter what happened last week. It doesn't matter what happened five weeks ago. 
this is a trend that has been happening since Kenny played at Pitt. Like this is something that has not changed since he was in college and he is now in his second season. That is a problem. We're not seeing drastic improvement there or, or even kind of steady improvement there. Those issues were still there whenever he got injured against Arizona. Um, and we could talk about pass protection and everything like that. And, and, and that's a legitimate concern too, but Kenny's not the only quarterback in the league who's dealing with bad pockets and bad, and bad pass protection. There are other quarterbacks who are dealing with much worse. So again, the, and it's him missing on in breaking routes. That's been a problem. And I can put together a highlight reel if you want me to, of all the misses he's had on in breaking routes this year, including one against the Bengals where he might've had George Pickens. I mean, with the way George Pickens can run after the catch could have been a touchdown because he had nobody within 10 yards of him. Um, yep. I mean, there, there are traits there with Kenny that are, if he doesn't change them, he will not last. And that is why anybody who's concerned about Kenny has valid reason to be concerned. It doesn't mean he can't get better. I'm not saying that I'm not picking a side here saying Kenny's definitely got to go. I'm not saying that I'm also not crowning Mason Rudolph as the, as look, he's the unquestioned number one right now. Just saying that there is a long-term effect. If the Steelers, it gives us insight into what the Steelers think of Kenny. If they, if he's healthy enough to play and they don't go with him, that is what I'm trying to say. It's not my opinion. It's what I think the Steelers are thinking. Yep. Yep. Um, there's a question here from, uh, let's see, here it is. Seelin says, how can anyone say they were more aggressive last week when there were only, only three passes completed over 10 air yards? Well, here's the thing. Like, they stre- they found ways to stretch the field. That's what I meant by aggression. They found ways to stretch the field. And Najee took 19 carries, and over 25% of the time, he had an eight-man box or greater. So they were aggressive in terms of running the ball. They were willing to impose the fact that, hey, we know – that this is a tough front. We know they're stacking the box. We're going to run it anyway. They were aggressive in that way. They were aggressive in the deep shots they did take. And yeah, they only completed three of them, but they were three really damn good ones. And guess what? They netted, if you want to play it this way, they netted 17 points off of those in a way. So look, I know the George Pickens catch and run to start the game. That contributes heavily to it. But Mason was so effective with targeting underneath that it affected things above the top of the defense, 10 yards and back. So, yeah, there was a, a point of aggression to this offense. And, I mean, look, look for example, game flow as well. Two-minute warning. They drive right down the field to get three before halftime. That's not easy to do. That's not easy to execute that kind of two-minute offense like that. They were yeah. able to get that long catch to George Pickens, that long pass to George Pickens, and then Boswell was able to kick the 50-yarder before halftime. So they were able to get three points off of aggression in that way as well. So so that's what I mean by it. It's not always indicative of, um, you know, they, they completed so many, you know, air yards and all this other stuff. Just watch the flow of the game. And again, okay, I'm just, you know, we want to start bringing stats into this. I can be a stat guy. Mason Rudolph's yeah. intended average air yards in, the, in that game was 9.7. Kenny's average for the year is 7.1. I, I like. Yeah, I mean, we. I mean, we can we can talk uh, at length about stats and how certain things compared. The per, the the fact of the matter is that with Kenny, with Kenny, there are traits that are absolutely con- like cause for concern. He absolutely is a gamer in the fourth quarter. I'm not taking that away from him. I'm not trying to make this a let's hate on Kenny thing. I'm not trying to make that. 
he has shown enough where I'm intrigued to see what he would do in a different system. The Steelers might not have that patience. That is what I'm trying to say. If they don't go with Kenny on Sunday when he's healthy enough to play, or if he's healthy enough to play, I should say, that might tell you what the Steelers are thinking too going into this offseason. Because if they thought Kenny was their unquestioned number one guy in 2024, he should be the guy going on Sunday regardless. That's that's what the decision should be. If you think that he, I'm, like, I'm talking like to the Steelers here, if you think that he's your number one guy next season, he should be your guy starting on Sunday. If they don't do that, that to me does not make sense to be like, okay, well, he's not going to start in the game, in the biggest game of the season right now, but he's definitely going to be our guy next year. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't, that right. makes no sense at all. Right. It's a, it's a little contradictory when, you know, Mason Rudolph is the one that gets to start. If both are healthy, this is contingent on Kenny Pickett's health, which Kenny says he's able to play. Um, it, it, in that vacuum, to say that if both Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett are healthy, and they're going to stick with Mason because they think that right now Mason gives them the best chance to win. That's a knock on Kenny. That's damning on Kenny. However, they're not thinking about next year. Mike Tomlin has said that at many junctures this year. He's not thinking about 2024 and beyond. He's thinking about how to beat the Seahawks, how to beat whatever that week's opponent is. And that's what this ultimately um, comes down to. Um, a few minutes to go here in the show. I'll have to get out here soon to get to work a little bit. Um, so tomorrow is a coordinator Thursday. We will have – uh, Eddie Faulkner and Terrell Austin, as per the usual, uh, Thursday morning. And then Friday is a lighter practice, as it usually is. And then uh, DK is hopping the bird to Seattle on Saturday. I will be uh, hanging out at home for New Year's. So that's the way that things will go this week. Quick final thought, uh, Chris. I really don't have one today other than, you know, just the general consensus of, like, what they're doing right now. And I think Alan Robinson had a good quote about, um, you know, it, it's not really like an intended thing that they're trying to be aggressive. And, and, and Mason said this as much as well. It was what the Bengals were able to give them. I don't know if they're going to be able to have that much success downfield against Seattle, but I think they'll be able to run the ball a little bit, a little bit better. I think this will be more about Najee Harris and Jalen Ward than it will be about Mason or Kenny or whoever's a quarterback on Sunday. Yeah. Um, now I will say the Matt Williamson kind of gave us a, um, uh, a bit of a preview already of, of Seattle to a certain point. If you haven't w- read his war room piece on DK Pittsburgh sports.com, go read it. Um, he talks about how when the Steelers have done well, and typically when they've won, it's been because of the running game. It doesn't always match up in terms of overall stats, but the running game has done a lot for the Steelers when they've won football games and going into Seattle, there is an opportunity to run the football against that defense. And so, um, Final thought for me would be, listen, regardless of who the quarterback is, the Steelers do need to still try to be that offense. That is how their offense is built now. Um, they need to be able to run the football. It doesn't matter if Kenny's the quarterback, if Mason's the quarterback, they have to be able to run the ball. A lot of what they did against the Bengals this past week, and then also when when Kenny played against them, was because they ran the ball effectively. They ran the ball really well against uh, the Bengals uh, in both weeks, uh, and it opened things up in the passing game for obviously in the game in Cincinnati, it opened things up for Firemuth over the middle. They took advantage of middle field open against the Bengals and Firemuth feasted that day. This past time they went a little bit more middle field closed. And then Mason Rudolph obviously took advantage of that with deep balls to George Pickens uh, would have had also Deontay if he would have thrown a better ball to Deontay for that would have been another touchdown. Um, 
regardless, it was open. So, but still, regardless of any of that, the Steelers still have to be able to run the football. I still think it's advantageous for them to try to make the playoffs here. I know a lot of people will be like, tank, lose these last two games, get the highest draft pick you can because you're not winning the Super Bowl this year. I agree the Steelers aren't winning the Super Bowl this year, but you're still teaching positive culture, winning culture when you try to win these games. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to be a, 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 a proponent of that. Uh, never going to change my mind on that. Don't don't try. <laughs> you can say what you want to in the comments. That's fine. I can always agree to disagree. Um, they need to try to win for sure. Yeah. Um, if it puts you in a lower draft pick, it puts you in a lower draft pick. This is going to be a really good draft class coming up anyway. Not just quarterbacks. Overall draft class is pretty deep. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Steel King says the three passes over 10 yards is not an accurate statement. More 412 media narrative. How about you rewind the show? And bring up the point where one of the listeners amongst brought up the fact that, you know, they thought there were three passes of 10 or more yards. And then we can review the tape and go from there. So media narrative, I don't think so. Um, but he was aggressive over the course of the weekend uh, against the Bengals. Um, and then comment here from Lifted Ones. How much pressure is on Mason right now? Zero. Zilch. None. Nada. Absolutely none. You know what Mason is? Mason's, Mason's being a savior right now. Mason, in a way, was a savior on Saturday. And they're asking him to be a savior again. On Sunday, he went from being outcasted, free agent, came back here on a, on, a, on a cheap deal because he couldn't get a backup job somewhere else, and now he's in the position he's in. What pressure does he have? He wasn't he wasn't signed here to do this. He he hasn't been asked consistently to do this. There's no pressure on him. He's not going to change. His status is not going to change whether he wins or loses on, <laughs> on Sunday. This is the question. If they're not winning the Super Bowl, then why are you doing the show? <laughs> well, they're not playing the Super Bowl this weekend. So, you know, you know they're uh, not playing I, the Super Bowl this weekend. This is a pretty interesting hypothetical right here. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I guess in some universe it, it is possible. What if they do win the Super Bowl? I mean, they're not going to, but if they do, I what, what I would say is whoever the quarterback is that leads them to that would be the guy next year. That's what I would say. Yeah. All right, we got to get out of here. DK and Ramon in 30 minutes or so. Uh, he's Chris Halleck. I'm Corey Christen. We're going to work. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Cheers, everybody. Have a good day.